So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this now episode of Everyday Connection. I am, yet once again, Rico Shields. And over there, in the distance, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm full. You're full? I am. Well, that's. I just had a, a wonderful, wonderful vegetarian pasta dinner cooked and served to me in my studio by one Jordan Oakrand. Wow. Pretty you mean, cool. You mean the guy writes music, sings, and he can cook? He can cook. Ladies, I'm just saying. Cooks. Yeah, and, and partway through the day today, didn't he like say, okay, I'm ready to work. Let's get some stuff done. After resting yeah. for just a few hours this morning, he was like, all right, let's go. Get the work going. Yeah. 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 Okay, ladies, I'm just telling you, that, that Jordan guy. We could slip in there the whole thing that he's about to do a yoga retreat, too. Uh, something about flexibility, ladies. But, you know, we'll keep it clean, and then we won't say anything about that. Um, it's a family show. It's <clears throat> a family show. Um, no, it's Except been an interesting day. Comes. Been, uh, that's right, <laughs> but only only for Justin Blackburn. Um, <laughs> maybe now, Russell Brand if he ever Russell shows Brand. up. We get him in. We, we'll we'll yeah, let him we, say we, anything we, he wants. We let our guests say anything they want. We can retroactively absolutely. change the uh, uh, rating of any episode. And in fact, now that we do the advanced taping, we we can we'll know before it is actually released to the public. I was thinking about that today when I was telling somebody what fun we had on the show with blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, wait a minute. They can't hear that. They can't listen to that. <laughs> I know a secret. <laughs> I know something you don't know. <clears throat> but. Oh, my. <laughs> I, wow. Okay. I, when I start saying weird things like that, they come out in weird voices. Those are those gremlins in the back of my head or something, I think. It was a really good one, though. That's why I was laughing. It was, it was a really good voice. You should you should edit a bump bump in there somewhere. Mm. <laughs> um, so we had it's been an interesting day um, all around, and uh, but I had an interesting thing pop up right before the show. Young man I talk to frequently who um, is working on his first novel wrote to me and um, just in, in passing as part of the little face back and forth conversation. Um, I was asking him something about his book, and he said, "No, I, I, I don't know that place because I've never been there. I've never been there in person because I don't go to foreign countries anymore. Ever since I almost got kidnapped in Mexico." And 
So I'm asking him. I've, I've now challenged him to write me um, a short story about this because I can't I can't fathom the fact that this this writer has never actually written that. I'd love to hear it. You almost got kidnapped in in Mexico. Are you kidding me? You haven't written that story yet. So but, uh, yeah, because as an, as an author, it would be like it would take wild horses to try to keep you away from the keyboard after an experience like that. I mean, a few days to get your wits back around you, but then, boy, you'd be writing that up. Yeah, I'd want to write it that night. You know me. Um, But so in talking about that, Rick and I got on to the visiting in foreign countries and the fear that some people have around it. And then we got talking enough. And when he does get the short story done, if it's good, I'll bring him along. He can be a guest. Um, (laughs) We'll see. I want to hear about this kidnapping in Mexico. But but it came to us that... um, An interesting story that I've never shared before we bring our guest on tonight happened when I went to the Philippines for the first time, and I came back, and everybody was so... I had a few Filipino friends here in Canada where I was working, and they were showing shock that I had gone to the Philippines by myself, hadn't gotten kidnapped, maimed, murdered, or any of the above, um, held hostage, yada, yada, yada. You know, they they thought I was right crazy, that... You know what are you doing? That doesn't happen. But the story, right? But the story I never told anybody because it's in my first book. So if you want to hear, you know, all of these really cool things that happened over there, because I'm not going to tell you all of them, but part of the reason nothing ever happened was because I had this amazing crew of work assembled onto in the hotel. And they took me under their wing, and they took care of me for the three weeks that I was there in that, you know, if I needed transportation somewhere and they were able to provide it, they did. They actually gave me the company car and their driver. It's been a long time ago, <laughs> and so one we feel the, safe in revealing that. Yeah, <clears throat> feel safe in revealing that and their driver um, during work hours. <laughs> But they also gave me a young strapping, one of their young strapping young man, on work hours to go to the local mall, the Mall of Asia, massive mall, and pick up some really big bags of rice to take to the orphanage that I always talk about. And it was that rice that those guys got for me that I took the first time I ever went to visit the kids of saw. So <laughs> here's what I believe happened. I believed I went to the Philippines completely convinced that I was perfectly safe and secure. And so everything fell into place so that that would be provided for me. Being, having, not knowing anything about the Philippines before going, I didn't know enough to be afraid. So in my faith, I created this wall of protection around me. And so Tonight, I know it's late and coming, guys, and I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but I just want to give a huge shout-out of gratitude to the work crew from the UK who happened to be staying at the same hotel that I was staying at in Manila, Philippines, the first year I ever went there, and who toured me around and kept me safe and guarded me at night when the gamers were coming out of the, you know, drunken people coming out of the casino. Um... I just want to give a shout out to you guys and thanks for picking up the rice and, and doing all those little cool things and all that you taught me, which by the way, if you go to phoenixrising.blogspot.com and buy the book, you will learn some of the things these guys taught me while I was there. Very, very intelligent men um, wearing, yeah, very intelligent men wearing work boots. 
in uh, laying cable across oceans. Yeah, but, well, um, so, so yeah. in other words, you, you just firmly believed that you would be safe no matter what, and so uh, the universe saw to it that you were provided with not one, but a group of big brothers to, Absolutely. you know, not only escort you around and help you with rice, but um, to teach you dirty tricks and things. Absolutely. They taught they taught me a lot about about the Philippines and about living in in other countries and um, one of them actually they were all from the UK originally but one of them was actually living in the Philippines happily married with like three kids um, you know I, it's it's all in the book you guys gotta read it these guys it's it's good stuff it's good really interesting cool stuff. That I got to do over there. So yeah, that's my story. That's my story of yeah. It, it's being not just you know it, she's been leading this charmed life for uh, eons now. I mean for years now, and um, um, you know so some of these cool things that you hear me talking about happening to me here in Costa Rica, she's been doing this since she just decided one day that you know somebody said. I'm not even I, I, I'm not even sure I can remember what somebody said to you, but anyway, it convinced you that to quit your job and fly to the Philippines on the opposite side of the planet from where you were. It was actually but it, it's worked it was out well. A series of synchronicities. It's worked it's out. A series I know. of synchronicities that are also laid out in the book. So you know, that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, it's I didn't realize what was happening to me at the time, and I think that's what's important is that I had no clue that 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 I didn't understand but um that's part of the fun of it is that I was still being protected even then I didn't know cuz my heart and my intent was pure as far as I know you know I I just wanted to go and learn about these people and I didn't think that I was in danger so I went and so you weren't or at least no danger happened to you yeah it's cool you gained wow. big big brothers and stuff and, you know, I, I can believe that, you know, it's probably good you didn't know what was really happening to you because, um, you know, Jerry, uh, before he passed over the Esther and Jerry fame, was uh, was always quick to point out when Esther would say, I had no earthly idea, you know, when we started this meditating thing about, you know, maybe you can be a channel too. I had no earthly idea what it would lead to. And Jerry would always almost immediately add with a giggle. Yeah, because if she had, she wouldn't have dared do it. <laughs> and she'd go, oh, yeah, speaking in front of, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't know. It's awesome. I'm telling you, you just go. <laughs> just go. When your heart leads you somewhere, go and know that you're safe and magical things. They're going to happen. I'm telling you, and I bet your guest tonight is going to tell us all about that because that's what he does. Yeah, because we've all got magical things. He does things. magical things happening. We have access. The all-access mm-hmm. pass, even. But uh, <laughs> uh, tonight we and have... And a surprise a little later. Ah, well, we like we'll surprises. And it, you couldn't tell them now, and then it wouldn't be a surprise. So that's good. Um, that's right. But uh, one of our, we always love when our EC family members come back and visit and uh, we have returning uh, to chat with us again this evening our uh, dear friend Michael Robbins how are you Michael very good uh, enjoying your entertaining conversation <laughs> thank 
you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'm so I'm going to I'm going to do two things. I'm going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to mute my microphone so I can get my surprise set up. Okay. Um, and you can go ahead and answer and talk to Rick for a few minutes. Okay. Okay. So the question is, it's a big one. Who on earth are you, and what are you doing now? Wow. Well, that's a matter of the moment. That's a matter of every single second. Uh, I don't know until it shows up. I do try to be in the here now as much as I possibly can because that's where the stuff is. And uh, it's never going to be here again. So might as well enjoy it. Um, in addition, I've been, uh, um, I am an author. Uh, I am a creator, a meditator, and uh, I fluctuate between uh, various things, whichever come up, which, whichever come up. Uh, a few things uh, lately, I've created a very unique meditation, which I've been studying meditation for about 40 years, uh, trying everything out that I have come across, and I've put together a composite of different things, which creates a very uni uh, very powerful uh, meditation that takes one deep into the real self that I have been uh, experiencing myself and sharing uh, both online and uh, locally where I live in New Smyrna Beach. Although there aren't too many people here, I think, that are interested in uh, uh, meditation. At least uh, I haven't uh, come across that many. And uh, also doing some artwork, uh, which interests me. And, uh, again, I was saying whatever pops up in the moment, like you folks uh, kindly invited me to uh, re uh, rejoin with you and uh, do the radio show. So this is, uh, this is, what's, this is what's happening now. It's, it's what's happening now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, there was... Uh... I can't remember. I think it came from television or something. That we used to talk about. Might have been Johnny Carson, but they used to talk about the the church of what's happening now. And um, uh, I don't know about it being a church, but what's happening now is really where it's at. And um, I am thrilled, but perhaps not too surprised that that would be what your what your answer might be, because we've been. Uh, we've been talking about that a lot, actually, with almost every guest we've had recently, and and um, uh, it's how Jean got into you know her dream house up there in Canada, how I wound up uh, living near the beach in Costa Rica. Um, it, it's um, uh, uh, but it, it 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 can be a tough one at first for folks to uh, to get to. Um, And uh, sorry, I'm reading like Gene's passing me notes. It's like passing notes in class. It's distracting. <laughs> now I know why the teacher used to say that because it really is. And um, what the teacher often didn't know is we were already distracted from whatever it was they were saying by whatever was going on in our own heads. But um, so you say 40 years of meditation. Yeah, if not more. I'm 73, so uh been on the been on the track for a long time. That's kind of what I was looking for was that uh 
uh, for once, I'm not the oldest guy on the on the line tonight. I often am sim- somehow. I don't know how that happens, but um, and uh, just refresh our listeners. It's been a bit. Uh, we will, of course, put a link to your first appearance uh, on the archive uh, uh, for this podcast. But um, as far as really having an awakening and 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 making what you do now the thing that you do. Um, that came relatively what some might call late in life. I, I beg to differ with the term, but what some might call later in life was, you know, it's, it's always later than something. Um, and I've always found that to be, uh, I suppose reassuring is that, um, you know, we get so many guests on when we get particularly younger guests that, you know, well, yeah, I've always kind of had this bent, and my parents supported me in it, and it was just the way that it went. Um, but for some of us, there, it wasn't really the way that it went, and and there wasn't anybody else around that was doing what we were doing. Like you said, no, not so many meditators around where you are. Mm-hmm. So, kind of refresh our our listeners on how how you got how did you end up on the radio with us tonight? Where did that start begin for you? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a cosmic question, and it, have, it could have thousands and thousands of answers, but let's see what kind of story we can attach to that. Um, um, you know, I am in a book called um, uh, The Thought That Changed uh, that Changed My Life, and there's 52 stories from 52 people, and... Um, that's a profound, my story that's in there is a profound story for me. Uh, I had been going to college for 10 years, um, getting a um, master's and a PhD, and I had a, um, a teaching assistantship. So I was teaching at the same time I was going to school. I was busy, really dedicated to studying and teaching for a long time. And it gets to the point where I finish my dissertation, which is on the function of the night in the Canterbury Canterbury Tales of Chaucer. And I turn in the dissertation, and the people on the board says, you're not finished. And this kind of feeling of, uh, I said, yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I walked away from 10 years of work, inches close, to my PhD in the gold and everything I had put in for 10 years, and I walked away from that and um, basically lived on the road for 12 years. Now, that's an education. (laughs) And I lived on the road without working. So just thumb out, shirt in my back, that that was the beginning of, What's possible in life is a lot more than you think there is. Much more than meets the eye. Yeah. Well, then. Yeah, good. What? Hello. I said a little little bit. Yeah, true. (laughs) I think you just... All right, Michael... I, th- I think you just surprised us because you sound a little different, but we'll explain why soon. Absolutely. Um, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to surprise you. Yes, I did. What did you do for 12 years on the road, man? And why did you just quit? Why did you just, like, well, what it was, internal it was, button got pushed? It wasn't a matter of rationality. I mean, I questioned what I did many times in my mind. It was completely insane from a logical perspective. I mean, here I put 10 years, uh, I was just ready to get the degree, and something in my heart didn't want it, couldn't do it anymore. It just said, no. And the, the title of my book is Your Heart, uh, of my story is Your Heart Always Knows the Way to Go. I'm a great believer and a truster in intuition and uh, the inner being and, you know, just following your inner guidance. And my inner guidance said, uh, <laughs> that's it. And what I did on the road was follow the adventure of the moment, day to day. I stayed, you know, with people a lot of time, a lot of time uh, female people, and um, they'd always want to keep me. And I'd say, I'm just, I'm just passing through. Um, I'm just, I'm just moving along. And I had a, you know, I, I, I would exchange a story for a meal, and when it was no longer compatible, um, I was out on the road again with my thumb out. And I did that for 12 years. Amazingly, it's it, it kind of astounds me now. And it was a wonderful life of adventure and uh, discovery and every day following freedom instead of you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to, you know, totally, totally free to be in the moment. And uh, that was an extraordinary learning opportunity that really radically changed the way I would think about life. Wow, I should think. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the of the medieval bard. They'd go from town to town and tavern to tavern and tell and spend tales and tell stories for their dinner. Well, I'll make the story more interesting. Um, I my my current wife um, got pregnant on while I was on the road, and I kept trying to run away because I didn't want a normal married life changing diapers and getting a job. And uh, I kept trying to run away, but she kept on uh, holding on. And uh, I had to learn how to find the freedom I had in normal circumstances. And that's when the search began. That's when the study, the spiritual journey truly, truly, truly began because I didn't have the external freedom. I had to discover the internal freedom, uh, which is everyone's birthright, but which many do not do not um, yet uh, discover or claim. So that put me on uh, another journey, which uh, which I'm still on. <laughs> put you on the never-ending journey. Yes, the never the never-ending journey, which gets more and more amazing and more and more wonderful and um have have either of you heard of the author Neville Neville No sorry sorry Urick Mm I think so that school's a little foggy I wasn't always well, paying attention Neville fascinates me. I've been rediscovering him for, 
I mean, I, I've I've read everything I can get my hands on to find those that answer to freedom, but some of the things that Neville says and that he lived, he he was he gave talks in the seventies. He was from Bahamas, became an actor, and then he had some mystical experiences that are just astounding. Just nothing is like that. And in short, I'll tell you the you know the the essence of it. And I often listen to I have I have uh, recordings of his speeches in the seventies. And Neville is saying, um, "You are Jehovah." of the Old Testament. You are Jesus Christ of the New Testament. And he's not talking about people. He's talking about patterns. Within every human being, there is a pattern of perfection. And basically, living in the third dimension here, we've fallen asleep to the real truth that we are the ultimate awareness that created all things and that ultimate awareness is the source of all things and we are that. And uh, he says, and I, even though I have not had the experience that he talks about, which is a very specific experience that he says everyone will have, there was a uh, an awakening in him which shook his body like thunder, mostly in his skull. And he exploded into awareness. And then he knew completely that he was a perfection, which is the source of everything. And even though I have some experience of what that is, a little tiny bit, to the degree that Neville had it, uh, I still have not experienced that yet. But I trust that we will, I will, and that we will, and that when everyone will wake up from this world of duality and suffering and death to know that we are the eternal consciousness that is deathless and um, infinitely amazing. And not only we know that intellectually, but we'll know that experientially. So... Um, that's my most exciting take on on life these days. It is an exciting take on life. I'm curious about something. Um, you talk about being on the road all this time, and then you have to settle down. You're kind of forced into it. And um, how, how did that work for you? Because I'm really curious you come off the road and then you have to, what, did you try to integrate into normal everyday life? Did you go and get a nine to five kind of job? Well, it started slow. Uh, the, my first job was a taxi cab driver and I only did that on weekends just to get by. But little by little, by little, by little, by little, by little, uh, there came a child, there came a changing diapers, there came a need for more money um, and my first job after that was sweeping floors in a, a boat plant. Um, and I really liked that because I could just sweep and nobody would bother me and I could meditate. Uh, and I got to, then I got to be the head of the cleanup department and uh, had a lot more responsibility. And uh, eventually I went to massage school. I be, 
I became a salesman. I did I did so many you know so many things along the path. But behind all of that was my pursuit of knowledge, my pursuit of what? How do you find freedom when you're when you got to do whatever you got to do? Living in the you know the normal regular day, you know the world of every day. So it was a learning experience, and it still and it still is. But with the knowledge, with the tools, with the experience, uh, with the with the um, taking control of your mind and feelings, life becomes different than when you're just at the mercy of circumstances and your thoughts and feelings. Well, and it, it seems it kind of gives you a unique perspective uh, for folks. Uh, I know a lot of people don't, may not perhaps find whoever they're uh, reading about uh, until that person has, you know, sometimes it's kind of gone in the other way around. I was 50 and I ran away to Costa Rica. Um, because when I was younger, I was trying to do what I was supposed to do and wasn't doing a very good job of doing what I was supposed to do, but I was thinking that was what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And um, But it puts you in a position where you can um, you can say, well, you see, I had the taste of the freedom and how much fun that could be and that it could work for 12 years. So it obviously wasn't like a flash in the pan. I had a great three weeks or whatever. Um and then I, I love the way you put that. Of I, I had to find that freedom. I, could, I didn't have the freedom on the outside, so I had to find that freedom on the inside. And that perspective, uh, I think, could, could hold a lot of meaning to somebody that's currently, say, finds themselves in a nine-to-five that they hate, that they feel like they're a zombie or whatever, that they're looking for that freedom. Well, there's an answer, and there's an answer for everybody, but it takes a lot of courage to find the answer because most of us live in the EGO, in that voice that speaks loudest in the in the head, um, you know, the conditioned mind. We have tremendous conditioning to be in this world. First, we're conditioned by, you know, well, we're conditioned by our karma, all all of the existences we've ever lived. Then we pick up the karma of our parents living in that environment. Then we go to school and pick up that conditioning. And then we go to, then we, uh, you know, pick up society conditioning, get on the money trail. So there's an extraordinary amount of conditioning that we're habituated in. And it seems like the way it is is the way it is. You, you're stuck in it. But it's not the truth. Uh, but it does take um, willingness or courage or, um, you know, going going beyond what you know, and that you know that's scary to the ego a little bit. So you have to face the unknown to find more than you have. Yeah, that's the big that's the big monster under the bed. It's the unknown. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's 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 actually a comedy when you think about. Like what I was saying before, the Neville says of everyone, every everybody is the divine awareness. If you if you uh, if you are born of women, you are you are God incarnate. There is divinity within every single one. There is freedom. There is absolutely every state of consciousness available for us to choose. 
Now, that's a simplistic idea, and it's true, yet it's not an easy thing to take charge of your mind to realize that. Uh, it takes practice. I mean, Neville is one of the great uh, people who talk about the, you know, the law of attraction. I mean, we've heard that a lot. And yet, how many people are frustrated with the law of attraction and are not able to actualize it? Because it's, it's, it's not that easy to live in the consciousness of who you want to be when um, materially and third dimensionally. It's actually the learning the skill and the art of removing yourself from from the the rational mind and the world of appearances to live in the world of the imagination. That's powerful, but it's not easy. Yeah, it's hard to think about being extraordinarily abundant when your stomach's growling type Indeed. thing. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And even, you know, myself, I've understood these things for a long time, and I know them to be true. I know that we are the creative force, and I know that what you think and feel you bring into manifestation, I know that's the creative law. I know that's the truth with all my heart and soul. And yet my ability to do that is still um, in the process of learning. And there are those like Neville. I mean, Neville was once went to, went back to Barbados, where he was from, and he he was there, and he, he he intended to return to New York City, and he didn't have a ticket to go back. And his brother said to him, "You're not going to get back. There's thousands of people waiting to get back." And uh, you're not even, you know, you're not even on the list. And even when you get on the list, you're going to be, not, you know, you're going to be a couple of thousand down. So plan on being here for a long time. And Neville, who knew the law, laws of creation, and knew how to operate them incredibly, said, no, I'm going to be there. And he visualized, he put his name on the list, and then he visualized in detail what it felt like being on the ship, what the holding onto the rail was, what the what the you know the motion of the ocean was, and he he fell he fell into sleep in reverie, dreaming this dream, and he they called him, he was he sailed on that ship, you know when it seemed to be an impossibility because he knows the external is not the creator of circumstance. But the subconscious mind is the creator of all circumstance. So that's profound and interesting. <laughs> and I think you, I think humanity is on the beginning of learning. I believe we're coming into what's called a golden age, and I think there are more people at this time who are aware of um, spiritual truth than there ever have been before. And we're on the, you know, we're on an upsurge in that awareness. No, well, I think we would agree. The evidence is popping up all around, all the time. Sometimes from the most expected, unexpected quarters. 
Yeah. Continue. I mean, Catholic Church. <laughs> There's lots of evidence within the Catholic Church right now that the shift is happening. Actually, we were talking about it today. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Just in the just in the recent past, you know, we, we've got the Pope saying things that that not just two years ago I would have swore it was beyond the span of my lifetime to hear, and perhaps never to be heard. You know, things like you know everybody's redeemed, even the atheists, and and. You know, well, you, you, the person's gay and they've got good intention and they seek after God. Who who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. Which which I thought yeah. was grand because once the Pope says, "Who am I to judge?" A, a certain situation that pretty much leaves out the whole rest of the Catholic population, or at least it's supposed to. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's radical, and it, you know it, that's that is transformational, and it's good the good news and. That's the good news. I mean, the good news is that everybody's going to make it. Everybody is good. Everybody is 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 the everybody is divine, and we're playing roles, uh, many 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 roles, and we think we are these roles that we're playing, but truly we are the creative divinity behind the roles, and when that's realized, life changes. Life gets a lot more interesting and easier and uh, more peaceful, more creative, more fun. It's It becomes a radically different, the beginnings of a radically different world to have that understanding. And certainly a radically so I'm different really life. Curious. Uh-oh. Go. Well, I'm, re- I'm really curious because Michael's not a spring chicken anymore. So he's had this amazing growth transformation, and it's been a lifelong journey for him and his wife. Has are you still married to your original wife, or yes? Like has your family? Okay, so your family has progressed and gone through this growth with you. How has it affected your home life and your your relationship? Because that's well, important I'm for people str- to I'm be still, aware of. I'm still a strange bird. Um, and my ideas are still strange. <laughs> and, you know, ne- you know, Neville, too, um, he was saying that what he was t- talking about, a lot of people weren't going to accept and they would think he, they would think he was cra- crazy. Um, you know, but in answer to your question, it's, it's, it's made me happy wherever I am. I'm content irrespective of circumstances because my happiness doesn't depend upon my circumstances. My happiness depends upon my internal beingness, and that's always available, you know, no matter what's happening. So there's nothing that can dampen that if you put your if you put your awareness there. And everything's more enjoyable. Every, you know, uh, you can always step out of the role you're playing into another role you wish to play, or into the ultimate role that you are. So. There's always freedom. Freedom's always available, you know. So yeah, this what we're talking about radically transforms life, and it's the good news, and it's available to everyone. It's just a matter of time till people awaken, on you know, unto that, into this understanding that we're sharing. 
inevitable, some would say. It is. I, was, I would say that it's inevitable. And, uh, and really, just to go on with sort of with, with, with what you're saying, it, it, when you think about it, it would be a really interesting game. Let's see. I'm God. I know everything. Okay, let's see. If I forget and then give myself 45 years, half a lifetime of reminders that I'm not, absolute you know, physical proof that I'm not, seeming proof, could I find my way out of there? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the game. We wanted to play the game of coming into the world of duality and death. God had to die to his powers in order for that to happen. You can't be God and play the game. You got to ha- you you have to undergo amnesia, you know. And then the third dimension gets very real. It seems to be the the way that it is. But the truth is not the appearances. So, uh, yes, the awakening is inevitable. It has to happen. It might not happen in this life. It might not happen in 10 lives, 100 lives from now. But it it will happen because that perfection, that supreme intelligence that put 400 billion galaxies into existence and runs them with ease is perfect. And it will not lose anything even though on the appearances of third-dimensional reality, there appears to be a lot of suffering and tribulation. We're in the fiery furnace of affliction, uh, but we are eternal beings who will return to our uh, true nature. And that's that's a wonderful, wonderful um, faith uh, and a wonderful, wonderful truth. But it's a wonderful thing to have faith in that. It enables you to uh, be more relaxed about the uh, about the drama, knowing that that it's all headed for divine goodness. Yeah, you can have a lot more fun being lost if you know that you're going to end up at your dinner table at the end of the day anyway. Absolutely. Then you can I mean, take time to enjoy the place you got lost in, as opposed to, oh no, we're lost. We're never ha ha ha. <laughs> That's, yeah, I've yeah. done that. That's no fun. <laughs> and that is the good news, uh, which so much um, really interesting scripture is is phenomenal about sharing that good news. But as Neville points out, it's it's a divine dispensation. It's a symbol and it's an allegory, and so it's misunderstood as history. Um, you know, God is not outside. Um, Jesus Christ on the outside. If you're looking, what, what did Blake say? Though if you be born, though Christ in Bethlehem be born a thousand times, if he be not born in you, all is forlorn. It has to be the inner realization has to take place. That's where the that's where the good news the good news is, and it will take place. And that's the good news. <laughs> so. You know, so we're celebrating and sharing, and hopefully there are listeners that uh, uh, either appreciate this or open up to this possibility because it's grand, it's wonderful, it's exciting, it's delightful, it's magnificent. It's 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 enlightening because it really helps you lighten up. Yeah, and, and and so it makes you lighter. It enlightens. It makes you lighter uh, because. Uh, 
I, I, I feel like it's the ultimate get off the hook thing, you know, of, gee, those first, you know, 20 years I had, they really kind of were horrible. Uh, you know, what, how what, how could, what the, well, yeah, because you wanted to make sure you were good and lost. Mm-hmm. And then see, could you find your way out? Because, you know, okay, I'm in a meadow with butterflies and bunnies and rainbows and, yeah, okay. It's probably easy to remember some goodness there. It's the remembering and seeing the goodness when you're in the, you know, pitch black dark. It's mm-hmm. the real stuff that, you know. So so how did you guys find your way out of the turbulence? How did you see it? I, I shared a turning story. What, uh, what was the turning story for you? Goodness gracious. Well, mine's simple. I died. Ah. I croaked. It was brief. Fortunately, I was already in the emergency room when it happened, so, you know, eh. Apparently, apparently dying's not nearly as, uh, you know, it's blown way out of proportion, uh, at least in these modern times. You know, I had great teams that, you know, helped me bring me back. But that's kind of what snatched me up around the neck and, and uh, made me pay attention. It's kind of like, you know, a, a mama kitty picking up her, her little kitten by the neck and giving it a little shake. <clears throat> it's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> there are millions and millions of people that have had near-death experiences, uh, and this is they have been, you know, transformational. It's becoming uh, familiar now for people to go to that place beyond and know of uh, its magnificence and reality. Right. I think it's just uh, really uh, a little strange, odd static there. Um, but I think it's really encouraging, too, to have someone on who's really been uh, playing with these uh, energies, so to speak, and, 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 and not only the fact that you've kind of gone backwards from the freedom and just drifting around doing whatever you want to do at the moment, to figuring out how to feel that way, even when you're doing, got to do what you got to do, is that you've been at it for a while. You know, Gene and I talk about the last three and five years and stuff like that. Um, that it's it, there can be a long run to this search and journey too. It's not a phase we're going through apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it's and it still continues because, like I like I was saying, I'm, I recently have come upon come ac- created a new form of meditation, which takes me more deeply into that experience. So there's always, you know, once you once you connect with that inner reality that is the ultimate reality, um, it's you know that's it. That that becomes the driving force. That becomes the pursuit. That becomes the heart's desire um, because it's the best of the best of the best, and that's that's what's real. That's the reality in a world of dreams, and just you know, it's uh, it's wonderful and uh, compelling. No, it is. It's pretty amazing, and I want to uh, talk to you more about the. Uh this new meditation thing that you got going. But uh, we've just about reached the uh, halfway point here. And um, 
that would be the time that we usually take a uh, musical break, and I'm sure that we'll take a musical break again just now. What do you want to hear, Gene? Um, maybe some Jordan? Actually, interesting that you, wow, that is really loud. What was that? Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know, but it's... That was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. a... Now I have an echo. That's awesome, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> sound fun. Sound fun. So, oh, yeah, that's going to stop. We won't be able to do our surprise with the, uh, if the echo is still there. <laughs> well, we'll we'll all turn down our uh, speakers just a, just a tad and see if we can't get through because yeah you did say something earlier about surprise didn't you yes i did there's a young man um here who who just happened to cook me dinner tonight and um he also happens to have his guitar with him ha that's fun or or at least he um, does now (laughs) yes i sent him for it it's good um so i'm going to um Stick an earphone in his ear so that he can hear you. And then maybe, if we're lucky, our young man will both say hi and play a song. Well, I think oh. that would just—I I think that would just be awesome. It's been—I uh, don't even know how long it's been since we've had a live music break. We've had them once or twice, uh, and Jordan has done that for us uh, before, and. Uh, uh, we uh you you fortunately have a great microphone that that would be why you sounded a little different all of a sudden that surprise in your sound you were setting up for this weren't you you sneaky little one sneaky phoenix <laughs> so hey jordan how you doing hey rick i'm doing great doing awesome beautiful house here that's just awesome it's so great to hear your voice again uh we had you on the show and and uh we convinced you to sing for us that night. I can't remember what we promised you. It was a Big Mac or something. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, folks, it couldn't have been a Big Mac. He's a vegetarian. Just relax. And uh, we, yeah, we were talking about you earlier because she, she was going on about this, you know, wonderful dinner and how full she was. And so, you know, we made sure all the ladies out there know that not only do you sing, but you can cook. <laughs> so it's not a bad combination. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> I take care of people. <laughs> but um so Gene has, you know, been our direct witness tonight to the to the cooking. Um so maybe you'll maybe you'll give us all a direct demonstration of the fact that you sing just a little. <clears throat> apparently. Definitely. Um I've heard well, rumors. I'll go ahead and play a song. Well that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll play um a song I wrote last year sometime. It's called Go My Way. It's kind of um, about finding your own your own way in, in darkness, in a way. So it's called You'll See. <laughs> some talk and some talk Mine's always screaming out, begging if it's just no way. 
How awesome is that? <laughs> no, that was awesome. And a great song. Yeah, it kind of fits, it fits tonight's show. So. Ah, that's beautiful. We've been playing. We've been playing a lot of you lately because you've been fitting the show. You do that so well. You don't. Uh, you you. I've always really appreciated your thoughtful lyrics. It's not just, you know, bubblegum, I guess. <laughs> yeah, some of my songs are, but I, hey, like, well, I like those meaningful ones better. <laughs> well, everybody's hopefully got a little bubblegum going on. Come on now. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And awesome that you could sneak in and that Jane put you on the spot. Yeah. I totally did. I totally did. It's beautiful, though. Absolutely. It's perfect. All right. All right, so now I'll say welcome back, everybody, because break time wasn't really break time. We were all still here, so we uh, used the luxury of the podcast format to go ahead and take a break uh, so that we could all <laughs> visit facilities and fill up ginger teas and things like that. Because uh, ginger tea still, yes, Jane? More? Yes. 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 More, more. Yes. Okay, so for everybody listening, everybody listening here, it's very easy. Get your pen and paper ready, all right? There will be a test later. It is. Oh, no, wait. There will be a test later. It is five slices of ginger, about a quarter inch thick, one stick of cinnamon, three cups of water, put in pot, boil for 20 to 25 minutes or until pink. And you don't, but now wait, do you put the cinnamon stick in at the beginning? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. That's that's different. 
Yeah, very important. Sometimes we're very important. And at the end when it was just cooling. I I never remember which one. No, no, no. That's garlic. Okay. <laughs> That's garlic. Never cook garlic. Um, cinnamon stick, absolutely. You want to cook it. Ginger, you want to you want to boil it. Um, then once you've taken it off, add a teaspoon of honey and enjoy. Beware. If you drink more than three or four a day, you're going to start flushing out your system. Stay home. If you would like to give yourself a little extra energetic kick to that tea that I just told you about, you can actually add in with the honey some chopped up or grated garlic. Make sure it's after the tea is made and right before you drink it. And about half a fresh lemon, the juice out of half a fresh lemon. And drink that, and that's a surefire cold cure as well. So, um, yeah, there's your, your homemade energy tea. And uh, it's great for anti-inflammatory purposes. And uh, I would highly recommend it for anybody who's having muscle issues, tiredness issues. Um, ladies, apparently it can help with weight loss. I have noticed a little bit of slimming down. But for me, that's only, I believe, because it's really kind of gravitated me healthier foods. Junk food in me, not so much. I actually stopped drinking coffee altogether uh, about five days ago and have not had any withdrawal issues from the caffeine. So and 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 that just naturally happens. That that doesn't naturally yeah. that doesn't didn't didn't naturally happen for you prior to this. I can attest that um, you know for Gene, a morning without coffee is not a morning. It's it's kind of more right. like hell. And it, it should be, used to be. It should be also noted that this is probably the third show that we've done since I started drinking the ginger tea, and that n uh, during none of those shows have I had a glass of wine. For our regular hardcore listeners that have been with us from the beginning, you'll know I usually have a glass of wine when when I do a show. Watered down, granted, but let's face it, it's still alcohol. Um, and I haven't had any wine for I think it's like five days or something like that. I just have no desire for it. There's no really desire any junk food or, or fats, which I'm a huge meat eater, but fats are kind of freaking me out right now. So fatty food, not so much. Um, greasy food, not so much. And caffeine and sugar, absolutely not so good with sugar. So, And it's just a natural thing that happened after taking the tea for about a week every day. Yeah. How much, uh, how much ginger and how much water? Five slices of ginger. About a about quarter a inch. Quarter inch. Yep. Okay. One, one cinnamon stick and three cups of water. Three caps? Three cups Cup. of water. Three cups. Cups. Yeah. Okay, got it. I boil for about 20, 25 minutes, right? We'll yes. Give them the or whole thing again. Pink. Or until pink. Whichever, Which happens, your pink. whichever happens first. You want it to happen. You want it to turn pink pink tea basically is what you're looking for and it's going to be strong you can add a little hot water to it if you wish do not microwave it please to warm it up that's all i'm asking you're going to kill all the enzymes that are in there that are helping well, you get better you so. were telling you were telling me that you uh you leave the thing on the on the stove not with heat on but you leave the pot there and then it, with the ginger and cinnamon stick still in it so it continues yes. also to get stronger through the day, making it easier Absolutely. for you to add some hot water so that you can still have warm tea, hot tea. 
Absolutely. The, the recipe I just gave you is for one cup. So I make about four cups at a time, and I allow it to sit in the pot for the day. Because you're adding honey to it, honey has antibacterial properties anyways, so nothing's – and it's ginger and cinnamon. Nothing's going to grow in there, guys. It's like two of the healthiest foods naturally you can get. So um, what I do is I add a little I, – I pour in about half a cup once it gets strong, half a cup of the tea, and then I add half a cup of hot water. And then I add in my honey. Again, um, not in so, the microwave, please, people. Yeah, don't don't microwave it, please. I'm asking, don't 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 kill the ginger tea. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my feel better tea of the week. Awesome. I'll let you know if anything else comes up in the next month. You know, there's always something new with me. I'm always stumbling on something new that makes you healthier and happier. So, or at least makes you healthier and happier. Which is enough well, I, for us, but it, yeah, I, no, I'm certain it works for works for others. I just know I know I have ideas that probably don't work for everybody because I have weird ideas. <laughs> That's because no. you're crazy. Yeah. But, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is. I did a lot of research after I stumbled upon it. I did a lot of research. I looked up all the different properties and how some of these particular foods work together. Uh, I definitely recommend if you're a garlic fan doing the garlic tea at least once a day. It just you don't need to do it more than once a day, but you know what? You can sub your morning coffee for the for at making the ginger tea and and adding the garlic in. You know what I mean? That's so your first cup play with it. Yeah. Just play with it and research it. As because we always say, research it. Don't take our word for it. Look it up. Find out what these different foods do. Oh, and the honey, unpasteurized honey, please. Raw, don't, don't use pasture honey. Raw honey. Right. And um don't cook your honey. This, this particular concoction came from uh Nikki's Jean's George. internal compass. Yeah. Internal system. Yeah. Uh, she calls him George. It's cool. I've kind of started referring to George because it's catching. <laughs> yeah. It's a George tea, but I looked it up, and it's actually out there. You can look it up, and tons of people are making it. And there's different methods of making it. This is the method that I was given, and it's the method that I'm using, and it works awesome. So, you know, but there's different methods. Look it up. But, find out what these different roots and herbs do, and, and if you go to town, and kids. You, and you have a feeling that, you know, boy, it'd probably be cool if this had some whatever. That may be your internal compass with the additive that you need for you so like she said play with it uh, make it your own let it yeah. be what it be Absolutely. let it do what it Absolutely. do <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, we do have Michael back with us welcome back Michael cool hello I guess we I guess we banter at the beginning of both halves of the show silly <laughs> who knew talk show, talk show hosts that like to talk I don't What's that about? <laughs> um, but we were going to talk a little bit more, or I wanted to hear a little bit more about this latest uh, synthesis uh, of of decades of practice, they call it, meditation practice. Mm-hmm. I think play is probably better, but practice is okay. Um, I want to hear some more about this, this cool new synthesis that you've got. Okay. Um, I'll tell you the... Uh um, like uh, the uh, ginger tea formula. Here's the formula, the pieces that are, pieces that are a part of it. Uh, one of the first things I 
Uh, let's see. Let's see where I can start. Um, I find that mantra, the repetition of certain sounds, is very helpful for activating the pineal and pituitary glands, which are the mystical glands, the glands of the third eye. When you resonate the body with sounds, you raise your vibration, and you also can activate the points in the body that are uh, related to spiritual awareness. And there's a particular, um, there are many different mantras. Uh, one, The one that I use, I have on a CD by a fellow named uh, Joseph Michael Levery, who's a uh, a Kabbalist and has written some very powerful books. His spelled his last name is spelled L E V R Y, and he has uh, this beautiful music to uh, the the mantra Ekankar Ekankar, and the mantra basically says there is only one creative force. You are one with that force. There are powers in that force and it's wise to listen to that force. So I start off every day with this vibratory reminder of this truth and um, really wakes me up, really wakes the body up. I, I've added to that breath work. Uh, I find that uh, warrior's breath, which is breathing in through the nose and out through the nose in a very strong way, has a very powerful capacity to bring a very, very strong energetic into into awareness. So uh, I also am using uh, another breath, which is called the uh, breath of fire, which is rapid in and out, inhales and exhales. Again, all of this is used to uh, in in increments of nine. 9, 18, 27, 36. I've actually done up to about a thousand breaths, over a thousand breaths, using these in a period of uh, uh, about a half an hour. Uh, the more powerful you breathe, the more powerful the experience. So then there's at the end of the breathing, each cycle of breathing, there's the holding of the breath, which stores the chi in the body. Then another aspect of this, is, um, I, I say, um, I put my hand over my heart and I say, may I realize the, may I realize, oh, I choose to love my real self with all my heart and soul. Then, the, then the, there's a certain technique for triangulating the eyes, for seeing, um, seeing the divine essence, the divine light. I triangulate the eyes and say, may I see the awesomeness of my real self. I raise my hand up to the ceiling slowly. And the mantra and the statement is, I reach for my higher destiny, stretch back. I reach, uh, I reach back into my higher destiny, destiny. Then I look up into the light. Uh, and again, all this is done while holding the breath. And then I bring the hands down through the chakras and spin the chakras. 
basically that's that's it in a nutshell. It's a lot of different activities. There's breathing. There's the eye eye technique. There's uh, holding of the breath. There's also there's mudras, uh, the hands in certain uh, positions. Uh, there's mantra. There's sound. Well, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and uh, I find it to be uh, more powerful than any experience, meditational experience that I've had uh, in 40 years of exploring every meditational experience that I can find. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell. And it's hard to grasp all of that just by the telling. But when I share it with people either on Skype or, um, or personally, I walk them through the experience, and that's that makes it, of course, a lot easier than just hearing it. Absolutely. So you uh, can coach people one-on-one -on, -one on how to do this. Yes, and I also have this uh, two things that uh, two things that I do, which I feel are both very powerful. One, this this is an introduction into the real self, which takes me deeper than anything I've ever experienced. And I also have a process whereby I take, if people want to achieve certain goals in life and they're having a challenge, uh, I, I bring them into their subconscious mind to find out where there are blockages or barriers that are restricting their, their creative process. And we transform that unconscious creativity um, an unconscious bl blockage uh, so that they can be more creative and more uh, have, enjoy life more. So those are, two, those are two things that I'm available for sharing with people. That's awesome. Because it, it does sound a, a little bit like the tea. I'm, I'm going to try to remember to get the recipe up on the archive because... Uh, it flashes by really quick, at least my ears. And uh, uh, so it would be wonderful for you folks to, to go and check that out directly with, uh, with Michael because uh, that, be, uh, that would be pretty awesome. And um, I was, it's funny, uh, I just uh, was pulling up your website, and I also came across the uh, uh, Thought Publications uh, website, with about the book, the thought that changed my life together. Tell, tell us a little bit more about the book. You've kind of told us the story that uh, about you that's in there, but uh, this has got like fifty-two authors and fifty-two thoughts. Is that correct? Yeah, and it came about in kind of an interesting way. Um, I had received a email from James Twyman to enter the uh, next greatest author contest. And let us see my email for a couple of days. I thought, hey, what do I got to lose? I wrote a book seven years ago, never published it, uh, called uh, Awakening, um, 13 Steps to Freedom and Power. And so I entered the the uh, contest, and uh, I think um, there were like 3,000 people in the contest. I wound up being about... Uh, 150 or something like that, but in the contest was uh, um, a Canadian chiropractor 
had this idea that wouldn't it be interesting to collect these various stories from people. And so he put out the invitation to people in the contest and other people to submit a, a story that was life transformational. And um, they've done very well with the book. It's a bestseller on Amazon. And uh, there are 52 different, different stories from 52 people. And they're going through and having in, interviewing each of the people once a week uh, on the the thought that changed my the thought that changed my life. So you can hear past interviews or hear current interviews uh, from the people that are in the book. That's pretty cool. That sounds very cool. You know, those like crazy that. Canadians. I like that somebody. Yeah, well, I liked it. <laughs> I did something similar. Um, ten, ten authors and one artist, all with donated, donated inspirational blogs and writings into one book. Um, so I love that idea. I love that it came out of something like the top um, spiritual author. Because I've always been confused by that whole concept. You know, the top spiritual anything just confuses the hell out of me. But I get what I get. What James and um, and uh, our good friend, like I just, Neil Donald Walsh. I can't believe I forgot his name. How silly is that? Like like our friend Neil, I, I understand what they are trying to do, and what they are doing is actually inspiring people who would never think like you to take that story that they'd written seven years ago and try and publish it. So I love what they do for that. And I love that something so awesome has come out of that. I think that that's absolutely ingenious because there's – there can only be one winner of um, the top spiritual author contest that goes on every year. However, there are so many talented authors that that go through the process um, of the contest, and and really does my heart glad to see that somebody recognized the the talent and did something with those people and invited them to participate in something that was bigger than just I'm going to be a top seller. Um, and I think that's really cool. I think what you've been part of and um, what this guy has done is very, very cool. But I love yeah. getting him on the air. We got <laughs> it was, get him it in was the schedule. Uh, and actually, I had been in a kind of place of I had become at that point kind of a couch potato. I was uh, eating a lot, sleeping a lot, drinking a lot. Uh, you know, just you know, I'm watching Ultimate Fighting on TV, and I was kind of like uh, withdrawn from the world. And then this invitation came, and it really brought me out of that into connection with people. Uh, there was, uh, I think, Christian Pankhurst, who had won some kind of contest in England, uh, suggested that you that we get on um, Facebook. So I got on Facebook and I got from no friends, I got, I think, 2,200 friends <laughs> on Facebook asking them to vote for me and just had a lot of social interaction. It was very, um, like I say, it was it was a very good thing. It worked it worked out uh, well and was a lot of fun. And I actually got into another one, the next greatest speaker contest. And uh, I, I, uh, I was in the top five of that. That was it was pretty exciting. I really thought I was going to win that. <laughs> it's a, it's a very very cool concept. And what these contests do for for authors um, and artists that are questioning their worth, um, and, and especially new authors who are coming out 
like you who may not know what technology is available to you with regards to promotions and marketing, the information that they give to their contestants is absolutely invaluable. They walk you through the process of how to make a, a book pitch. They walk you through the process of how to make a book trailer. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing stuff. And the best part about it is that even if you don't win, you've still won. You see, mm-hmm. because now you're walking away with this new sense of self-worth, this new sense of accomplishment, because you actually finished what you started out to do, regardless of whether you won or not. That's part of what they teach you along the way is if you don't win this one, that doesn't matter. Don't stop. Keep going. And and you've walked away with all these new skills and this new knowledge. So it, it, it really is, um, you know, barring the t- title, which I still got a question. The, the concept itself is absolutely brilliant, and I love right, the method that they use to do it. Their their system works. It works. Many a uh, uh, an author who just decides for whatever other reason, okay, I'm going to try to get my book published and get people to buy it and all of that, end up spending great amounts of money, and hmm. uh, to learn not not just to say hire somebody to do it. That's but to learn what is it that needs to be done and, you know, what is a, a book trailer and how do you ask somebody to write something for the back of your book and and where can you promote yourself and that that stuff is priceless or at least in the training courses that have been offered to me, it's quite expensive. Oh, it's, it's, they put a price on it, the, not the contest runners, but there are other people who put a huge price on it. You can, I can attest to the fact that you can literally spend thousands of dollars learning how to promote your stuff. Because anytime you go through one of the big self-publishing companies, certainly not the, the company that I ultimately ended up with with Brave Distractions, which has been a totally different ballgame and absolutely phenomenal experience, but my initial first introduction to authorship and self-publishing was which with a major self-publishing com- company and thousands of dollars to edit publish the book and then they want thousands more to teach you how to market it well screw that i entered one of the top spiritual contests and i didn't win i didn't even get that far in it but the stuff that i learned along the way was absolutely invaluable so you know and i've been going ever since um and I think I think that's important to note that that these contents aren't. I don't think they're about winning. I don't think they're about getting the contract. I don't think they're about getting your name on you know all over the place because you're a top spiritual author. I think really the intent is for them to draw people out of their self-made little shells, you know, their little cocoons that they've built, and to draw them out and to show them what what's out there and available to them as tools to use to explore their possible future careers. Wouldn't wouldn't you say Michael? Yeah, I was gonna uh, (laughs) I get that every once in a while I feel like I'm talking too much, so then I hush and then one of these happens. But you did say some pretty cool stuff, so maybe that was just one of those let it soak in a minute moments. Yeah, it was valuable. Exactly what you said. It was it was a a learning experience, a fun experience, an educational experience. It was it was and relatively inexpensive. So it was a it was very enjoyable thing, and valuable. I agree. 
So what do you, what do you do next? Are you going to write another book? I'm curious. Well, uh, as we started in the beginning, I really don't have any plans. Um, you know, if something emerges, uh, I could, and but I have no intention. Just to, things happen on the spur of the moment. As I say, as I started to share before, mostly I'm uh, I'm very much involved in in artistic creation now. I have all kinds of um, gems and glitter and very innovative uh, ways of create, creating art that uh, that is very, that's occupying my attention now. But anything could shift at any moment, and uh, I just go with the flow. So no plans, just uh, enjoy, just enjoying the moment. That's awesome. Hey, it works no for plans. me. <clears throat> no plans. <laughs> I do have a plan to enjoy myself. But beyond that, um, I don't know. I, re- I really, I re- and the fun part of the art is that. I never know what I'm going to do. I just come there, there's this blank canvas, and I start putting things, and things call me, this, this is supposed to go here, put this here, do this here. And I never know when it's done until it's done, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's just a process of intuition, of uh, of following the moment, following the flow, and going with it. But it's uh, it's uh, it's all discovery. It's an adventure, which... Which is what life's about, I, I I surmise. Oh, I think so. It took me a while to get there. Well, it definitely sounds like you're uh, definitely uh, in the flow of it now, in Costa Rica there. <laughs> Certainly working on it. As long as I can, you know, doing the best I can to stay out of my own way and uh, <laughs> and let the rest take care of itself which is it's that faith that you were talking about that that it it's okay to get lost if you know that for a fact that you're you're going to be at the dinner table that evening you know and yeah. um and I know whether you want to put it in the long term of you know one day I'll exit this physical body uh, and I'll be at the dinner table then but but I get to go to the dinner table every every day when it's dinner time, as it is, and and sometimes it's a big fat surprise, and I always liked surprises when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, come on now, everybody as a kid had something, whether it was birthday, Christmas, something. Come on, that Christmas morning feeling, I get that feeling often these days, and I had kind of forgotten how much I enjoyed it. Um, because I just almost don't know what each day is going to hold. Sort of loosely, uh, we do have a little bit of a schedule of people to talk to, like you, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, so I know I'm going to be on the radio or on the podcast or on the microphone a couple times a week uh, with some awesomeness going on and some awesome people to tell folks about. And speaking about telling folks, before well, we I get off to know another when anymore. Thing. Yeah, see, it's well, a actually, totally... Well, actually, we should point out that we don't know when anymore. We don't yeah. know when we're going to be doing our shows. It's not same set time. We know when we're going to be posting, but... Um, and, and I don't know. Life is just more fun And even that that's way. a little bit looser. I don't know. And, and, uh, 
And there is. There's something about, even though we do, we set a time to meet our guests, there's something about the fact that, you know, there's not a computerized voice, five, four, three, two, one, go, that is, I think, to our style of show, which I've come to call conversational instead of an interview show. Uh, I like to just think of it as friends and, you know, family members sitting around chatting, you know, fire in the fireplace, cup of tea. Um and it's it's rare that those you know that somebody's holding a stopwatch to okay y'all start talking now and then holding a stopwatch and says okay shut up it, it that's a little odd and so this is just I think much more conducive to our style of stuff and hey even Oprah taped her shows so you know this live business I think it's just. I think it just suits the new energy better, and I think Michael would agree. I think one of the things that we talk about often on the show is that this new concept of what's going on now. Because, see, I, he, he caught me because I said, what's next? And he didn't allow me to direct his, his lack of plan. He just bluntly told me it's not what's next. It's what's going on now. Um, and I think that that... Thing that's important to note is that the, this show, the way that it's progressed, has has progressed into something that's a celebration of the now moment, as opposed to the, you know, having to live by a clock, normal societal rule, right? Which right. I still, I mean, time, time, and calendars and things are uh, convenient for sort of you know picking a time to get together, and so Absolutely. we use it for that, but we don't. Once we get together, we don't live on the clock like we did. And, um, uh, you know, we we take a break, we take a break. And then we, when we all say we're ready, we go again instead of when the song's over. This is more like what life is. Um, I mean, it's more attuned to the way existence really is. And um, it, it also... To do it, you have to have faith in life, which is very important. And life is worth having faith in because it's brilliant. It's it's supremely intelligent. It's, uh, you know, and so the demonstration of that trust that you're affording and living by aligns you with life and gives you more of its powers because you're aligning with what is and what is running the show it's a whole different kind of ball game and it's the way the ball game is supposed to be played so um kudos to you for uh stepping out and uh stepping into the light well it, it kudos to us i guess yes and no i mean we fought it which is the silly part we've been doing this show for two and a half years and we still fought a transition that we both knew in our hearts was necessary or warranted um, but we, we said, um, you know, we ignored the warning signs until George decided, okay, screw you. I'm just going to shut down your Skype. Ha, ha, ha. I win. Yeah, George, do a live George show wins. now. I don't know what that's about. It. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because your higher self always knows what you really want and what you really need and what's best. Mm-hmm. What's your best next step? Your higher self always knows beyond question. And if you can just put your faith in that, then fantastic. And still, you know, here, we're, 
It's interesting to note that your story at the very beginning of the show when Jordan, young Jordan, just happened to come in and sit down and want to listen and be, you know, engaged with the show tonight, it it's, was an important story for him to hear at this particular time in his life because he is at this moment on the road. Mm. He is couching it. And... um He's been on the road off and on for a while now, and I think it probably does him good to hear somebody of your experience say, yeah, I did it for 15 years. It was a grand experience. It did some wonderful things for me. It opened my heart, my eyes, my my mind. Yes, society thinks I'm crazy, but I don't care. I'm just going to keep marching <laughs> on. Um, and I, I think that's important. But what's important to note about it being important is the fact that he just happened to walk in. There was no plan for him to come listen in tonight. He's got a room. He's got a whole house he can do. He's got his guitar. He's got his yoga mat. He's got, you know, plenty of toys he, that he can play he with. He wasn't supposed to be um, for like another week. Yeah, he's he's a week early in even arriving to my house. Um, and happened to be here sitting when when you said that. So again, regardless of the times that we set and the plans that we have, the things that we need are provided for us on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, couldn't, you know, we couldn't have planned it, that better. It's been a synchronicity, you know. Even the music that he played uh, flowed in. So, um, and you know, being on the road, you know, like. All of you, all of us have uh, taken that step to trusting life. So it's naturally that, it, you know, it's synchronistic and it flows together uh, and that uh, it's, an, it's, an encourage, it's an encouragement. Um, as I am lifted up, so everyone is lifted up with me. And so, I, you know, not only when you do something like that for yourself does it benefit yourself, it benefits everyone even if it's not even visible or seen yet, because we're all one. We're all we're all that consciousness, even though we're playing, you know, separate roles in, in the thing. And m- many times those separate roles don't even know that there is that there, there is that consciousness of oneness or that they are that. But uh, they're still being drawn to that and being taken care of by that. However. Uh, how it, like you were saying, you know, you may have resisted it, your your egos, but something something's pulling all of us home. Yes, the, the, that lovely quote that I enjoy that we're all just here walking each other home. <laughs> I I love that. I can't even remember now who said it. So bless you, whoever you are. Well, I'll find out who you are and I'll give you credit <laughs> sometime. But. Uh, I think, like most quotable quotes, the speaker would rather that we repeat it than repeat their name. So, yay. (laughs) So now, if folks are interested in getting together with you about uh, this meditation that you're working on, you also have your CEO meetup where people can meet their CEO self um, and um, break through barriers. You've got some really cool stuff that you offer. And um, so where would they go on the Internet to find you? Because we have all these podcast mm-hmm. listeners. They're not always right at a screen when we're uh, where they can see links. So okay. spell it out well, for them. Michael Robbins, R-O-B-I-M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Robbins, R-O-B-I-N-S dot M-E. Michael Robbins dot me is my website. Uh, and there's also an email, Robbins Michael 
1111 at yahoo.com. Awesome. And uh, uh, so we encourage all of you to drop by, say hi to Michael. He, he doesn't bite. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and unless you try to constrain his inner freedom, then he might, you know, nibble. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, the important part to me is Michael Robbins, but there's one B in this Robbins. Uh, yeah. Tony's got two. So it's, I got one. You got one, but you got one like the birds. So <laughs> yeah. it's fitting for the freedom theme. And it's dot me, just like our website. Because, come on, guys, it's all about me. It or, is all about me. As Simran Singh says, there's only one of us here, and it's you. Mm-hmm. So you can also find, uh, if you're hearing this, then the show is up. You can If you found us on uh, Blog Talk, uh, you can always drop by our website at everydayconnection.me, and all of our shows are archived there, some 300 hours of brilliance, absolute human jewelry, because it's all jewels, mm-hmm. all gems. And um, uh, also, while you're there, we would love it if you would sign up for our email list. Uh, we're not going to use it to sell your name and your info to somebody else. We're just going to use it to talk to you about what's coming up, and we've got some things in the wings that, you know, I, I don't know. ECTV, I don't know. Wait, did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. You said that out loud. Uh-oh, what happens when you say things out loud? Oh, we got to have it now. It's coming. <clears throat> say it out loud, it's coming, almost, these days, quick. Absolutely. And... um. um and you never know, because, you know, I mean, I, certainly a month ago, we wouldn't have anticipated that Jordan would be playing his guitar live on the air. That We've never had a live show recording on the air before. We've always played MP3s that have been sent to us from the artist, so that's very cool. Um, you know, live musical break is always cool. We've had musical very guests, cool. and it's expected that they play live. But for somebody to stop by the Phoenix just and pop in. play live as a musical guest for another guest. That's that's kind of cool. That's a first-time thing. And so you never know. Um, as things progress over here and as things progress with Rick, you never know who's going to pop in. We just we just an interview, a video apparently, of, or a conversation. You know, what would happen if, you know, we talk all the time about how you guys that listen are part of the EC family and that certainly all of the, the guests that come and visit with us, we consider them to be family, EC family. But really, come on now, really? Well, what would happen if we just took three of them and threw them together in a room? And uh, I tell you what, I'm willing to bet they they would make make beautiful music together. (laughs) Absolutely. Apparently uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Recently, I introduced um, Jordan to two of our previous guests that we've had on the show, um, two lovely ladies that that work and play here in, in my neck of the woods up in the mountains, and um, both amazing women. Went over to the one of the women's house, brought Jordan, brought his guitar, Lou got out the drum. There was music to be had, and I managed to get some of it on film. So we put that up as well. I believe it's posted already. I'm not sure. If if not, it will be soon. The video is made. By arriving early, it is posted. It's up on the Everyday Connection uh, YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Uh, no spaces, awesome. no all run together, you know, internet style. And um, uh, 
But it, but it's interesting too. It was interesting to me that he came along because you go and sing in tone with the ladies weekly, most weeks, anyway, don't you? Yes, I do. And so yes, there was singing I'm learning to get over my fear. And, and here was this musician that came and and uh, started just oh here play get out the guitar play sing. Uh, Jordan's not one of those musicians, you know, that you might can have one autograph if you sign a contract saying you won't sell it later. He's the kind that'll pitch up in your living room and sing you a song. He actually did, and and while we're on the topic, he was actually gracious enough to give all the ladies that were present. There were three ladies plus myself present. Um, another lady who I who I met for the first time that day, who I will be bringing on the show. She plays the bowls. Oh, goodness gracious, yes. That's We've been crazy. looking for a crystal ball player. We found one. Um, so I will be hooking us up with her as well in the future as a guest. So technically that was for four members of the EC family. Um, but he was gracious enough to give all three ladies uh, copies of his CD, which you can go online to jordanokrand.com and find out how to purchase. So true. I'm glad you did that because I forgot. We always share the artist's website because they have donated their music or agreed to, for us to play their music without having to pay them a gazunk in royalties or some craziness. And uh, I always mention their website, and after that live performance, I didn't mention their website. You know, because you got forgot. kerfuffled. I, I was it kerfuffled. Happened. I was entirely kerfuffled. kerfuffled. And uh, totally I never knew that I could even be kerfuffled until I met Gene, so... I'd heard the term, other, others use it, but it never really cropped up in my personal life. So, it's awesome. Now you've, you've met me and you're kerfuffled almost every day. Yes, <laughs> right. It's, you know, when I'm not, I just call you on the, oh, okay, never mind, I'm kerfuffled now, i got to go. And uh, speaking of having to go. So, um, absolutely, yeah, what? I was just going to say, so that, that pretty much sums up all our websites, all our links. Drop by everydayconnection.me, basically. That's where you can find it all, including these cool videos that we're talking about, all our past shows, all our everything. You can find out all the information about our guests there. You can even find some of our pre previous guest videos there. Um, and just go, explore, have fun, play, everydayconnection.me. Absolutely. And um, and be sure and visit Michael at michaelrobbins1b.me. 1b.me? Um and uh, I want to I just want to thank you again Michael for uh sharing your time talent and treasure with us. It's just awesome. Uh and uh we will do it again, I hope at some point. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. Um enjoy your adventure. Thanks again for having me. All right. So, I don't really know who will be on our next show, but You'll find out when that now is now. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Have an awesome now, everybody. Join Gene and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. 
You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. ready to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.